0: Welcome to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church Broadcast on the WITRN Network. Come join us as we study the Word of God together. Go get your Bible and let's see what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. Thank you for joining us around the world, wherever you may be. We pray today that you will be encouraged, motivated, and if not saved, ask the age-old question, what must I do to be saved? Amen. 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 Alright, we're going to start out with the scripture today. We'll be coming from Psalms 100. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Amen. 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 Let's bow our heads for prayer. <coughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for all the blessings that you bring us. I thank you that we could gather here today to worship your name, Lord. Yes. Thank you for this building that we have, Lord, in our new home. Yes. Continue to help us to grow, Lord, closer to you and your knowledge and your wisdom, Lord. Pray for all those who are here and all those who could not make it today, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, now
1: we're going to have exaltation from Sister K. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Praise the Lord, everybody.
0: Praise, Praise the,
2: Lord. the Lord, everybody in this Praise place today. I'm to share with y'all and in the midst of this this is going to be a great encouragement because you know I had a revelation. A lot of people say they had a revelation but I had a serious revelation and it was in reference to the storms that we go through in our lives. Yeah. You know when the storms come you either going to get rain or you're going to get some hail. Right? You know in them storms where the hail come how it hit stuff and break it up? Yeah. The Lord said, Karen the storm that you're going through you might get a little hail because I need to break up some fallow ground in you. Okay. Because it's something that I need to get to. Because I want to refresh it and restore it. And bring it up to life. Okay. And see, I want to share that with y'all today. Because, I mean, that hit me hard. Because don't worry about the storms you're going through. Because maybe God is just trying to water something. Or maybe some, he's trying to send you some hell to break up something that he needs to bring to life. So I just say that to encourage you on today. Storms are good. They are real good because we're thinking one way, a negative way, but God is trying to do something positive in us. But first of all, he got to break that thing up. He got to water it a little bit. Break that thing up so it'll raise up. So whatever you you got in you that God want to use, I ain't got to pull it out of you. He going to pull it out because he going to bring some storms in your life that's going to rain on it and some hail going to come and it's going to break that foul ground up. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So start enjoying the storms. I, man, I was like, okay, Lord, I know I got to start enjoying some storms because when I got that revelation, I say, man, I ain't never seen it or heard it like that. So I wanted to share that with you all. No matter what the storm is, I don't care what it is, when it starts raining, say, Lord, thank you for the rain. When it starts hailing, Lord, thank you for the hail, because I know you about to break up something. You about to break up something. Something needs to be broken, free, so we can grow. So praise God, I encourage you all today, always be encouraged and be blessed. Because, see, that, that, that touched me like, woo boy. Yeah. So I wanted to share it with y'all because God is good and he's working on your behalf. Yeah. Praise God. Let's give
1: the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So I just wanted to encourage you guys today. I want to encourage you that you do have to go through some storms. And uh, the storms are going to be broken up. Um, and when we break up the storms, say turn the TV off. I think the remote's behind you. Turn the TV off. Um, when we break up the storms, then there's the growth that comes from being in the storm. And as much as we try to avoid storms, we learned last year that we must learn how to. Suffer well, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a storm within itself. Learning how to suffer and endure the things that God wants us to endure. So, we're going to talk about today something I believe that's very important. The, the theme for this year is pressing on. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: And we're going to learn how to press on. So, uh, Sister Nancy, you can go sit, sit right there. Whatever one you want to you use your Bible, you want to use the Bible that's there. And we wanna we wanna continue to press on of the mark of the high calling of God, but I want you to listen for something first. Go to First John for me. I'm gonna read a couple of verses and then I'm gonna turn over to Nancy. We're gonna be out of Second. We're gonna be out of uh, Philippians chapter two, but I want to read something to you first to kind of set the tone for what I'm about to say. You know, we live in a society. It's kind of interesting that that this society is all about me. Everything is about how I feel, what I think, what you think. And we got to the point now, there's no consideration of other people. You know. Now, see, there's a difference between you considering other people with thoughtful things, but there's a whole other thing that, you know, you're not supposed to consider foolishness from foolish people. So let's not get it twisted, okay? Because sometimes when we say something from the pool pitch, you say, well, Pastor said we're supposed to consider everybody. no. No. You ain't supposed to consider what a fool
0: says.
1: Okay, don't even waste your energy and your time. But we need to consider other people. But we have to start with the beginning. In the first John chapter 4, verse 20 says, If anyone says, I love God, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a what? A liar. For he he who does not love his brother, whom he sees every day, cannot love God. It said, cannot love God. So if you say you love God and don't love the people in this room, then you are a liar. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> the scripture called you a liar. God called you a liar. And He said you don't love him anyway. But isn't it interesting how God has stated what love is, is, is how you exhibit love. You can say it out of your mouth, but it's exhibited in caring after others. He said, you need to love your brother. You need to sacrifice for your brother. We, we went over love a hundred times in this church about loving our saints. But as much as we go over, you cannot exhaust it because until we understand that that is one of the ways we press on, we'll miss the mark all the time. Because the fruit of the Spirit is about long suffering. Well, who do you think that's for? Just them out there? <laughs> no, it's for us in here. So he says you're a liar. Nancy, go to uh 1 John chapter 3, 16. 1 John chapter 3, 16.
3: By this we know love that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives. For the brothers.
1: So now God gets the extent of the love that we should have towards him demonstrated in what he did for us at the cross. It says he laid down his life for us, and therefore that example should be what we should do for others. Not just the people on the outside, but the people on the inside. I find it quite interesting that you're more willing to do stuff for people on the outside than you ought to do with the people that's on the inside. Some of you will do more for the stranger than you do for your own family. Because you think there's some altruistic uh, 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 extra bonus points from God when you do that. And God wants us to do nice things to strangers. Don't get me wrong with that. But he says, they will know you are my disciples by the what? way you love each other. So it starts in-house and then it goes out of the house. But we have to understand that that's a part of it. So we have to get to the point in our minds and our hearts that the love of God is should have brought in our hearts so we can love each other. Church, the family, the body of Christ should be one big love fest. <laughs> understanding and dealing with each other. Yeah. Understanding where each other comes from and willing to be able to set, uh, uh, receive other people's viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Understanding that their experience is not your experiences, but you can listen to have empathy and sympathy so you can get, gain some understanding. Yeah. Yeah. We have to decide today, saints, to press on means to Press on with each other first. The military says leave no man behind. And so shall we. We will not leave anybody behind. Okay. Either we all are going to make it, saints, or none of us are going to make it. So wherever you think the weakest link is in this body or who you associate in Christ, try to encourage them. Try to lift them up. Try to be a light unto their feet and a lamp unto their path. Try to... Give them what they need so that they can press on. We have to feed each other every day. But that was John's perspective. And that's the overall perspective. We have to love each other. We have to be willing to die for each other. We have to be willing to consider each other. And Paul gives us an example of what Jesus did. But you know, I want to go back to if you've been watching or studying with us in uh, 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 9, you don't have to go there, but read it when you want to. Second Samuel chapter nine: Saul has been killed. David, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, Jonathan has been killed, and David is now the king. And David remembered what he promised Saul, and what he promised David, I mean, what he promised Jonathan. And David told his servants, he said, "Is there anybody alive in Saul's house that I can show kindness to?" Now you're the king. You don't have to show kindness to nobody. You have completed the task and what God has prophesied has come true. You are a grown man now. You are king of Israel. God has brought it about in his strange, magnificent way. And you are sitting on the throne. But you remember what you had promised, what you had made an oath to, that you and Jonathan loved each other. And that you promised to Saul that you would not destroy his house to the point that when you couldn't find anybody, you had to ask, is there anybody? from the house of Saul and from the loins of Jonathan that I can show kindness to. And there's this little cripple boy named Mephibosheth that was the grandson of Saul and the son of Jonathan. And they searched for him and he was crippled, lame in both feet. And David showed him so much love, he said, forever in the rest of your life, you will eat at our table. See, that's considering that person. More than yourself. What it looked like that you would have the enemy son at your table. The Bible tells us to give a drink to our enemies. It tells us to be kind to our enemies. And I know that's a stretch for most of you. Because it's a stretch for me. This is learned. This is spiritual. Not fleshly. But our word should mean something. God's word should mean something to us. So when he says, if you can't love your brother, you don't love me. And if you say you love me, then you are a liar. You need to consider that. Are you a liar, saints of God? Are you disconnected from the commonwealth of the faith that is shared in all of us? Are you the weakest link because you love the less? You come to church, you come to Bible study, you tithe, you do all that stuff. But if you don't have love, Paul said, you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. So we got to consider one another. So open up your Bibles. To Philippians chapter 2. We're just going to do verses 1 through 8. And the first part of 9. And she's going to read through that. Philippians
3: Philippians 2. So if there is any encouragement in Christ Even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name.
1: Amen. Amen. And our concentration going to be around Philippians 2 and 3 and 4. Read that again Nancy.
3: Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others.
1: Amen. So, so so, look what God is saying. In the first couple of verses, he tells us about the love that we should have for each other. But then he says it's displayed in what? Not counting yourself, but looking after the other people. Counting them as more significant Than yourself And the example he uses later Is how Jesus Decided to Not count himself As anything That would be lost In coming in the form of human flesh So you say Pastor well, How do I count other people More significant than myself How do I consider What they're going through Where they're from And what they think It's real easy, folks. Get off yourself. (laughs) Get out of your feeble head about you knowing everything and anything about everything and you really don't know nothing. (laughs) The Bible says that we need to pray about everything. And this passage, it tells us, don't do anything from vain conceit. You know what vain conceit is? You're looking at it through your eyeballs and not through God's. When you do something with other people's thinking that is it's significant than you, what you will do is look at them, learn from them, and listen to them. It doesn't require that you agree with them. What it requires is that you have the heart of God, that you will listen to their plight, learn from their experience, and then help them in any way that you can. Jesus, the example Paul uses, he uses because Jesus went to the cross because he considered you more than himself he didn't need you to go to the cross he did that for you he didn't need to die a gruesome death he did that for you and there are times when he were tempted that he could have done for it for himself the first temptation was when the devil took him up and tried to tempt him with everything that belonged to him anyway Yes. <laughs> And he said, as it is written. Then the next time he was tempted, the devil left him for a little while, and the next time he was tempted in the flesh was in the garden of Gethsemane. And he said, "Not not my will, but let your will be done. And there was another time that he was tempted by Pilate when Pilate said, if you the king, Where's your army? And he told them, I'm very much king that if I wanted to mm-hmm. I could call down legions of angels mm-hmm. and handle this. Yeah. But because he thought about you Nancy mm-hmm. Lord. he didn't use his godly prerogatives mm-hmm. his rights so he thought it was nothing to put himself in the flesh of human beings and then walk with them so he could understand them on an intimate level even the more can you imagine watching your creation who you created in love decide that you're not the king you're not even God and we want to kill you if that was you or I we would have said you know what wave our hand and all been done let's start all over again but God has this funny affection with us that the angels don't even know about wondering why are you so much in love with them But it shows God's love through the weakness of us. What Jesus is, is our sole example of holy love. Not counting ourselves more significant than others. When Jesus looks at us, we look at it. He looks at us with pity that we need help. That the brokenness of our Adamic sin has caused us to have a rift, a tear. that we don't even, we're not even close to God anymore. And all the rituals of the Jews could never restore them to a right relationship with God because they didn't consider the other people more significant than themselves. They didn't understand their real purpose. Their real purpose was supposed to be the light to the Gentile nation. But when they decided to think more of themselves than they should, it caused them to kill their king. It caused them to kill their messiah. It caused them to throw away 2,000 years of prophecy that their king would come. And because in their head they wanted a Davidic type of king, they could not see the humility of their true king. And we're like that too. When the person that's supposed to lead or, or the person that's supposed to be worthy of following don't fit our framework, we allow that mindset to stop us from following and believing and doing. We always do that because we are so selfish. So even when you're dealing with God's people, don't do anything with vain conceit. Consider them more significant than you. What does that really mean? Well, let me me break it down even further. That means that I'm willing to take a back seat and let you be in the front. That means that I'm willing, until I find out you can't drive, I'll let you drive for a little while. What that means is that I want the good in you to be glorified through watching the humility in me. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you go forward. I want to see you press on. I want to see you, but I can only see you if I build value in you. The church is supposed to build value in the next person. You are all significant to God because he died for you. And if we go back to that first passage is, you can't say that you love God when you're the people of God are not significant to you. You don't value them. You're not willing to put them forth while you sit in the back. You're not willing to hear their expressions of God's love Let them crow like they crow. Let them express like they express. Because you have learned the pious right way. But I want to challenge you on that. What is the requirement for worship? That we worship in spirit and in what? True. What is required for worship? Nancy was about to say it. A contrite spirit. Broken heart. It's the broken that worship God. So when we count people more than ourselves, more significant, remember this. You are acting like Jesus at that point because you are counting that next person in all their brokenness more than your brokenness. You believe that the sun will shine on them if you show them some kindness. You are Mephibosheth. And Jesus is David. And Jesus says, is there anybody that I can show kindness to? So we got to get into that mode, saints, when we press on. The only knowledge you can have is learning how to humble yourself. And through humbling yourself, you will gain the knowledge of God. You will not gain it through piety. You will not gain it through religious activity. You will not gain it because you give to the church. You will not gain it because you believe that you are some kind of scholar in his word. The only way to understand the heart of God is to understand it through humility. And that's why Paul uses that. Because you have to remember, Paul is in jail right now. He is facing a trial for treason. He believes he's going to make it back, but he's not. And he's talking to a church he loves because they are being shaken by the fact that he's in jail. But what Paul told him in the first chapter, I believe that God is doing a mighty work in you. And he's going to complete it. And Paul say, don't look at what I'm going through to count God out. Because even though I'm going through this, God's word is going forward. The message is always bigger than the man. So what Paul is saying, even though I'm in bonds, and some people preach to my bondage, to my detriment, and others preach for their own gain, and, and others are more bold, I just rejoice thinking of them as more significant to me that the word of God is going forward. So Paul uses Jesus as our example. He didn't think it was robbery. He didn't think it was a crime to humble himself and to pour himself into the flesh of mankind. He was fully man and fully God. But what Jesus did was hold back some of his godly prerogatives. He used his power at his will. And it was so easy to use his power. He even explained like this, is it easier for me to forgive sins or to Tell this person that they are healed. And he did both. But you can receive the miracle and miss the message. See, God didn't decide. See, what you think is everybody received a miracle, got saved. But does God need you to be saved to give you a miracle? No. But you got to get saved to receive the message. See, so God does miracles to whom he chooses. He reigns on the just and unjust alike. He does what he wants to do. But miracles are for the unbeliever to believe. But all those who God put the miracle on didn't necessarily believe. That's why he gave the story of the lepers. He healed all ten of them. But only one came back to worship. But God is not a God that he reneged. So it ain't like they went to do as the law says that he withdrew the healing. But that's how we are. The priority should have been to worship the one who healed, knowing that God can only heal the leper. He didn't say don't go and do what the law says, but let's put first things first. God is before the law. The worship of God is before the law. The law is good. The law is holy. But the law didn't save you. You saved by grace through faith, which is not of your own, which is a gift to God because he thought more of you being more significant than himself. Amen. Isn't that an awesome God? Yes. That no matter what you do, you can't thwart what he wants to do. See, you I, a a little bit of arrogance and just a tiny bit of ignorance. You think because you do something and it doesn't work, that it's going to stop God's progress to where he want to go. We just read, God works in you to do his will in good pleasure. All God requires of you, saints of God, is to whatever you do, do it in faith. Because without it, it's impossible to please him. So what you say, pastor, what if you do something in faith and it goes wrong? And repent. Maybe God wanted you to learn a lesson. That's why I don't really over preach that waiting thing. Because see, saints take waiting to be lazy. Because you're scared to make a decision because the last one failed. But this is what I will tell you. We are the decision makers. If anybody is more qualified to make a decision, why not you who thinks more of other people than yourself? Why are you sitting back looking up when God said, I didn't give you the Holy Spirit, what you waiting on? Well, I'm waiting on somebody to tell me I'm anointed and appointed. I'm waiting on somebody to lay hands on me. Why? Why? How do you think this came about? Because we stepped out on faith. In particular, why do you think this happened? Because I stopped listening to the people like they told like they told Saul, and I listened to God. And I had a boy to say, "Pastor, we trust what you say." Even if it's wrong, it's gonna be right because it's gonna be what God wanted. See, you don't understand. Because if I thought that my faith, unfaithfulness could stop God from being faithful, which you'll find in Romans, he said the question was does my does their unfaithfulness stop God from doing what he wants to do? His faithfulness? God forbid. Let God be true, and every man a liar. So even when you fall short, you don't stop God. Hallelujah. Don't think more of yourself than you should because if I thought that I stopped God from making a mistake, guess what? Y'all be in trouble (laughs) because I might as well be God but because he's God, because he's loving because he poured out himself because he sacrificed on the cross because he thought more of us than than, than we think of ourselves because he was willing and because he was able and because he was faithful we can stand today and say hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. Amen. Because you deserve it. That's why I played that song. Because I want to tie into the message. See our hallelujah is not for show. Sure. Our hallelujah is an appreciation to what he did for us. He considered us more than himself. So when I hear that song... A heart that forgives, it brings me to tears because some of you in this room, you're singing the words, but it ain't meaning nothing to you. You understand what I'm saying, but it hasn't penetrated your heart yet. Because you still think, I'm so important. I'm somebody, but you're only somebody as you are humble in Christ Jesus. Amen. What did he say in the part? Read that part in 9, the first part.
3: Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name.
1: That every knee shall bow. And what else? Shall confess that he is what? Lord. See. Therefore means because of all what we just read from one to eight. <laughs> the first part that don't be conceit. Therefore means because of what we read, have this mind also you that's in Christ Jesus, the mind of humility, the mind of counting others more than yourself, the mind of willing to sacrifice and love each other. If there's any joy, let you love one another because of all that because he exhibited that, because he was an example of that, because he listened, learned, and loved. In his humility, it says he therefore exalted him, raised him up, honored his sacrifice, that upon the name of Jesus, every person can be saved, upon the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is loved, not because he was draconious, but because he loved. It's his humility that we can follow. And in the humility, there lies our power. Your power, my power, is in the humility of our day-to-day lives. So if you say you love God and don't have humility towards your brother and sister, you are a liar. How can you say you love God who you've never seen and don't love your brother and sister who you talk to every day? How is that possible, saints? Obviously, it must be possible because he put it in the scripture. Anytime you see something like that or what not to do, it's because we do it. (laughs) Because there's no reason to put it there. (laughs) if we didn't do it, if that's not our normal disposition, that we would just love on ourselves and love people like us and only talk to people like us or listen to people like us, and you're missing the tapestry and the beauty of the God and what he gave us. You're missing the opportunity of a coat of many colors. You're missing the opportunity to participate wholly in the body of Christ. Where every, bob, every part, every finger, every hair, every person, no matter where they fit in is significant. Why? Because he made us significant. Not to be selfish, but to look over at each other and say, you the hand. I count you more than I count myself. I'm an ear. I can't grab what I want, but I can hear where I want to go. But you got to grab it, hand. Mm-hmm. So right now, when we get to where we're going, you better take over because the ear can't grab nothing. Mm-hmm. I say, what about me? All eyes, you important. Because you got to see where we're going so the hand can grab what about me, foot? Oh, foot, you in, boy. Because I got to walk there. Oh, yeah. So, see, see, when you start thinking like that, you'll find that you'll learn to love people because you will count them more significant than yourself. That's the beauty of this word. Go to 2 Corinthians. Go to 2 Corinthians. 5... Uh, start at 5.14 through 16 2nd
3: Corinthians 5.14 for the love of Christ controls
1: us what controls us? the love, love of Christ. Christ ok now I want you to follow the bouncing ball if the love of Christ controls you then you are agent that's acting in humility you can't say love you can't say you love God and you can't say love that God controls you unless you are humble towards your brother and sister in Christ are you with me? Mm-hmm. Make sure because if you ain't call me,
0: because
1: <laughs> we need to have a long talk. You're only as good as you are willing to submit one to another. You're only as godly as you want to love one another because Christ loved us first. Read.
3: Because we have concluded this.
1: Some of you haven't concluded, so but those of us who have, go ahead. That
3: one has died for all. Uh-huh. Therefore all have died. Uh-huh. And he died for all.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That those who live might no longer live for themselves.
1: Uh-oh, you going to live for yourself? No. Who do we live for? But it say, we no longer live for ourselves, but
3: but for him, who for their sake died and was raised.
1: So now, we're back to Love being exhibited in how much you will to sacrifice. Love is an action word of sacrifice. Faith is, is an action word of sacrifice. Mercy is an action word of sacrifice. All of that is under love and grace and power. And what he's saying is, we've all died in Christ Jesus. And we all was raised in Christ Jesus. To the newness of life, you are a new creature. You are no longer a creature that hates. You are a creature that can't help but to love. And you're not loving on those who love you, because what is that? Because even heathens love each other. But you love on the ones who have been discarded. Especially Saints, this is a great time for us. Reach out to those who have been hurt in church. That's what we should be going after. There is a plethora of people, because of what they experience somewhere else, believe that the church is not a place for them. And it's exactly the place for them. Because they don't need to blame it on church. They need to blame it on a leader. Mm -hmm. Now some of it's foolishness of rebellion that they don't want to, you know what I'm saying. But there are a lot of people who got gifts and talents that need to be told, come on, we're going to love you. Mm -hmm. Just sit. You ain't got to do nothing. You don't even have to give. Just sit and see, do we love you? Mm -hmm. And then make the decision that maybe church ain't so bad maybe belonging to a body that loves me ain't so bad maybe I don't want to be part of 2,000 people maybe I want to be able to call a pastor and talk to him maybe I want to be called my sisters and brother and let them love me because they know the situation I'm in read
3: from now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh Mm Mm-hmm. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer.
1: Therefore,
3: if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm -hmm. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come.
1: That behold is strong. That's a big word. Behold, the new has come. Why? Because you have learned through humility and the scriptures that you count other people more significant than yourself and with that you have learned how to love people back to life. You have learned, you have listened and you have loved and now you are walking in the spirit. The first attribute of walking in the spirit is what? Love. So when you learn to love it's a part of being humble. To be humble, you have to count people more significant than yourself. It is such a simple message. But I it's a hard thing for us to attain in this world because everything in this world tells us about me. It's so much about me, there are people wearing pronouns now. Them, they, us, and me. I'm not making fun of that, but you see how much selfish that is? And they wonder why the world in America can't get along because everybody got a label. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm an Independent. I'm a LBGTQ. I am hetero. I am home. Okay, why all the labels when we all sinners and need a Savior? Why be so caught up with the LBGT community not realizing that a lot of them have been turned out in the place that was supposed to save them. And because they get up and want to talk, now you want to put them out. They've got turned out in the church. And if a church turns out anybody in that manner, that is a church of Satan. Because God's church don't turn nobody out we turn them up. But we can only turn people up when we think more of them than we think of ourselves. So you just meditate on that right there. Count yourself less significant and count others more significant. Don't go to sleep on this message, saints. Because this message and you accepting that Will determine the tra- trajectory of walking truth. And all the other churches out there, we will press on because we're willing to count whoever listening around the world, whoever want to come visit us, more significant than ourselves. And we want to love them back to life. Let's pray. Oh, well, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you've taught us how to be humble, that one day we may be exalted. But Lord, it's because of Jesus not considering himself, but considering us all along the way, withstanding the devil, truly wearing the armor of God and allowing the mission and the message to be more important than a miracle, that we may become a living miracle, a new creation. Old things pass away and behold, we are new. So Lord, look after us. Look after those who call upon the name of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But Lord, let us reach out and press on. To find the lost church folk, they feel that love is not in the church. And Lord, let them be, let us be a place. Even if they stop by for a little while, we love them back up. in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this broadcast. We always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and at peace. And what? All in, in truth. truth. Amen.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church Broadcast on the WITRN Network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday Worship.
1: Bible Study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard Suite 711, St. Louis, Missouri 63074. All are welcome, and we look forward to seeing you soon.
2: Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you, consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed, and appreciated.